Hustle. It's 6 a.m. Rise and Shine. Let's talk sports and welcome to The Grind. And good Friday to you and welcome inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser and you're listening to the Friday edition of The Grind. As we uh, pick day Fridays, what we kind of coin this and uh, and we drive through uh, not only uh, MLB, NBA, NCAA, NFL, prep sports, we, we, uh, we talk it all here. Uh, so got to get underway, got to talk it all, but uh, man... Uh, another fun fun day of sports yesterday is baseball. A lot of series get finished. Uh, some keep going. Uh, NBA is kind of on pause, but they'll play again tonight. Uh, and so, you know, uh, it, it's just sports are, are upon us now, and it's a it's a good it's a good feeling knowing that uh, just a couple months ago, uh, all of that was uh, was against us, really. Uh, it wasn't wasn't on the books or wasn't guaranteed uh, that we would be able uh, to do that. But you know, you look you look down uh, you look down the pipe, and and Tennessee's got Missouri tomorrow, and of course on the back end we'll we'll try to talk of that. But uh, you look down the pipe again. The NBA again, it's still LA leading the series one to nothing. They didn't have a game last night, so it'll be Los Angeles and Miami uh, locking it up this afternoon or tonight, actually, 9 p.m. tip. If I've got to say, I, I think my this is this is one Miami's right for the taking. I, I think they, they uh, you know, it's all about how Bam Adebayo and how uh, Jimmy Butler and how those guys come off their little injuries. Uh, if Adebayo doesn't go, then then this may be quicker than even, even I or Karsten thought it would be. But if he gets out there, and, and I think he will, uh, I, I think the the Heat pushed the envelope and, and really force uh, this thing to get interesting, force a little bit more intrigue going into the weekend and uh, and even this thing up at one apiece. But uh, it's all about the injuries. If everybody comes back, give me the Heat. If uh, injuries kind of plague this team and you see Jimmy Butler kind of coming into the facility in a boot, then uh, you may want to change your change your pick to the to the Lakers, but uh, I'm going to go with the Heat. I just I got a feeling that uh, they level this thing up early on is better chance uh, for them to get a win, and uh, and and it may it won't be a big win, but I think uh, I think they'll level this thing out. I, I've got I've got Heat in six, or I've got Lakers in six. I'm sorry. Uh, so at some at some rate, the Heat have to get two wins. So I'm going to say the first one comes tonight. Uh, that's that's pretty much it for for major or for the basketball just because uh, it's in the finals. There's only one game, one series, so uh, that's where that's at. But when you look at the when you look at Major League Baseball, because I'm gonna I want to get those two done, and then we'll we'll kick to to college football and football in general uh, for the remainder of the show. Uh, Major League Baseball in the expanded playoffs, uh, there was a greater wild card round, right? A best-of-three scenario that allowed more teams to be in the playoffs. Yesterday's docket uh, had the Reds-Braves. Braves end up sweeping that series two games to none. Uh, actually, the Reds 
Uh, they had 13 hits across two games and unable to get any runs on the board. Uh, you know, Ian Anderson did a really good job in a shutout performance for Atlanta, but honestly, uh, the Reds just uh, opportunistic baseball escaped them in this series, and they'll uh, they'll look back and, and wish they had some of this this series back. Uh, an opportunity to move on to the divisional round uh, again, knock off one of the better teams in 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 the National League, and they just they were unable to do that. The Reds, as hot as they could be uh, going into the postseason, and uh, it's like the Braves brought a brought a bucket of ice. Maybe it's an ice bucket challenge. And the Braves cooled off the the hot Reds as they came in uh, to the postseason. Five nothing was the win yesterday. Again, Atlanta moves on to the divisional round, uh, where they will uh, they will move on uh, to see see their next opponent. The Athletics win over the White Sox six to four. Uh, and again, Oakland wins that series two games to one. That was forced to a game three, but nonetheless, Pender delivers a big time hit in time. And uh, A's advance in the playoffs um, for the first time in 14 years. Uh, second time uh, in the modern era, 2000-plus era. So, athletics moving on to the divisional round. The Padres get the best of the Cardinals, uh, 1-1. Or that series is now 1-1. Uh, Padres win 11-9. Tadis Myers homer twice. Uh, Padres stay alive. Uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. and Will Myers each hit two home runs, and Manny Machado also connected for a a, a very nice uh, base hit that got some runs across. But uh, y- you know, uh, I <laughs> the Padres are battling. The Cardinals is not they're not the uh, the the juggernaut that they have been in the past, uh, but they still have a lot of postseason history. So I don't think you let that team stick around very much. But the Padres battle, save their uh, their postseason future, and force a game three. In that series, the Dodgers uh, finish off the Brewers. Pretty quick action there, three to nothing. As Kershaw K's thirteen goes through eight, and uh, and he uh, struck out thirteen and delivered eight innings of three hit ball. And uh, it wasn't, it wasn't, it was. If you're if you like pitching duels, uh, you saw one there. But Kershaw had him a good night in the postseason. I know something that has been escaping him and been his bugaboo uh, for a long long time the marlins cubs game was uh, postponed due to inclement weather uh i'll just be honest with you i think uh the chance to postpone and have some saturday baseball possibly uh probably played into this more than anything i mean that's just my honest uh, i guess i don't know what you want to call it my my uh conspiracy theorist uh kind of mindset uh with with talking Yesterday about the potential of no Saturday or Sunday baseball when everybody's at home. Uh, I thought that was maybe not the smartest scheduling deal, but looks like with some of these series evening up and different things like that, the opportunity for Saturday baseball is on the table. But the games for today, Marlins-Cubs again, uh, and Miami, if they win, will close out the Cubbies. Uh, Cubs favored by nearly... Uh, nearly two runs. Game will be played at Wrigley Field. Sixto Sanchez will get the start for Miami, and Yu Darvish uh, will get the start for the Cubby for the Cubbies. Uh, the over and under is seven on this game. If I have to pick, I think at Wrigley Field the Cubs get the deal. I think they get they get the business. Uh, it's going to be forty six uh, at game time. I'm like, it's 
October the 2nd. Uh, that's 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 dipping, uh, to say the least. That game will start at 2 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, so, again, check that one out. Uh, it will be played at Wrigley Field. And then also a nightcap, 7 p.m. start, the Cardinals and the Padres. Whoever wins this game will move on uh, to the postseason uh, or to the divisional round of the postseason. Jack Flaherty to, to get the start for St. Louis and San Diego uh, still says undecided, or as Ron Burgundy would say, San Diego. Uh, the Saturday slate of games is only if necessary. Marlin Cubs, uh, it, just for conspiracy's sake, I'm going to pick the Cubs tonight because they already have it on ESPN as a Saturday game. It says if necessary, so I get it. I get it. If you're weekend planning, but they also already know who the starters would be. Pablo Lopez for Miami and John Lester for the Cubbies. So uh, I'm going to say the Cubbies get the win today and force a game three that gives the MLB uh, a presence on Saturday. Um, they got it at a 3.30 start time. That's probably a hard hard slot to fill uh, when you're trying to battle against college football. But nonetheless, uh, there you'll be. But uh, yeah, I'm a I'm a I'm a conspiracy theorist, so I think uh, I think that's what what we're going to see. But uh, as Monday will come back around, the divisional round will kick off. Uh, Astros Athletics have been locked in. Yankees Rays uh, will will see their first action uh, again. Astros Athletics will be in L.A. and uh, Yankees Rays will be played in San Diego. Garrett Cole will have the start for the Yankees, undecided as to the Rays uh, starter. And the Astros Athletics have yet to name uh, their starters as well. And then Tuesday, uh, some of the other series that have been clinched uh, will will uh, will take place. The Dodgers are waiting to see who they'll play, but they will uh, they will play on Tuesday, and so will the Braves and the uh, the the opponent that they draw. Um, also, those games will be played in Arlington, Texas, and Houston, Texas, as they are somewhat bubbling up. Uh, for this MLB postseason. So uh, that's kind of where baseball is. Uh, you, you know, I'm really excited about baseball, but it's hard to be excited about baseball on a Friday edition. And I say that because nothing against baseball, but it's everything for college football. It's everything for high school football tonight. It's everything for NFL football as we as we move forward. Uh, you know, it is what it is. It's things we talk about and things we love to talk about, and that's that's where it's at. But again, uh, you can have some baseball tonight if you want it. Uh, it will be there to ha- to be had. Uh, tonight's matchup will be the Marlins Cubs. Uh, it's actually a two two p.m. in the day game, and then the nightcap will be Cardinals Padres. I'm sure uh, Jude Ellison will be watching that uh, at Fulton High School, and uh, we'll probably be giving updates. Uh, to that game on Rebel Radio, our sister station, uh, WGAP. But, uh, you know what? Let's let's go ahead and get our first break of the day out of the way. Uh, we're going to take a break, listen to these great sponsors. When we come back, we're going to talk NFL. We're going to back this thing up. We're going to go backwards. We're going to go, uh, no, we better not. Better not. Better not mess up the juju. We'll go to prep sports. We'll talk high school athletics. We'll talk about Friday night football on the flip side of the break. You're listening to The Grind, 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, and streaming at WKBL.com. We'll be right back. You don't want to miss it.
Your hometown alternative to Ordinary Sports Radio, 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, Rocky Top Sports. Are you looking to buy or sell a home in East Tennessee and want a realtor with the experience and integrity you deserve? Then call Tressa Leequire with Realty Executive Associates. The market is hot and interest rates are still the lowest they have ever been. Take advantage now by calling Tressa Leequire, 865-221-5610. That's 865-221-5610. With 10 years of experience in our local area, Tressa Leequire appreciates all Blount County manufacturing employees and will work to get you the best deal and experience possible. Call Tressa Leequire with Realty Executive Associates, 865-221-5610. And let Tressa take your real estate dreams from the kitchen table to the closing table. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming, but Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948. Or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey, and I am running for re-election to represent District 20 in the Tennessee State Legislature. It has been an honor to represent the interest of Blount County in Nashville. The history and development of our community are at the forefront of the decision I am asked to make in the legislature. Throughout my years of service, your calls, emails, and letters have played a large part in the decisions I have made. With your dedicated civil engagement and insight, I have continued to introduce support and pass legislation you have asked for resulting in growth and progress. There is still much to be done, especially in these unprecedented times before us. Proven leadership and know-how is imperative as we address the difficult issues that lay ahead. When I say your choice for your voice, that means I will continue to fight for your choices. I have yet to waver in my commitment to speak for all of Blount County the best way I know how. I thank you and appreciate your support as we continue to move Blunt County forward. I'm Bob Ramsey and I approve this message. Whitlock & Company Certified Public Accountants features accounting services for individuals and businesses. Serving Blunt County for over 30 years, everything from income tax preparation services to personalized accounting plans for small businesses and large corporations with over a hundred employees for a full range of accounting services including payroll processing, bookkeeping, individual and business tax returns, compilation review and assurance services. It's Whitlock and Company, PC, 375 Fountain View Circle in Alcoa, Tennessee, 37701. Phone 865-984-1040 or 865-981-9638 or visit Whitlock and Company online at whitlockcpa.com. Have you heard about or seen the Grand's brand new user-friendly website? If the answer is no, 
think you're kind of missing out. Our brand new website has ways to hook into the grind from social media with links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud so you can grind it out with us on social media. But if you say, I don't like social media, but I like podcasts, we've got those too. You can download the Grind Podcast on Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music directly from the website. It's a one-stop shop for everything The Grind. Check us out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is sports radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports. And welcome back inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser, and you're listening to the Friday edition of The Grind. As we uh, as we have quickly moved through baseball and basketball, we will stick to football the rest of the way, uh, starting with prep football, uh, Friday Night Lights, and what have, uh, have been on display uh, to this point, and then what we look forward to uh, tonight. Uh, th- two games in the area got underway and got complete last night. Uh, Bearden, the Bulldogs get their first win of the season on TV Rivalry Thursday as they defeat Hardin Valley 44-20. to uh, Bearden now 1-5 uh, on the season. Hardin Valley falls to 0-7. Um, I'll, I'll tell you, that doesn't surprise me a bit. I picked Bearden yesterday. Glad I did. Uh, and, and honestly... Uh, Coach Chin Lever and company, uh, they've been battling to this point, but they've just had a gauntlet of a schedule. They've literally played uh, Bradley Central, Dobbins Bennett, Maryville. Uh, they had a buy, they had an open date that they had to, to give up a COVID loss uh, there. And, and honestly, uh, they've just been marred uh, with with adversity and and different things. So. That's a that's a hard nosed football team that have been battling, uh, just hasn't showed up on the scoreboard. Forty four to twenty, their first win. That's that's good for them. And again, uh, coaching staff and students alike, uh, good good win for them. Hardin Valley falls, falls to zero and seven. Uh, they've fallen on hard times. Again, had a coaching change a couple years ago, and that dynamic has uh, has shifted. But forty four to twenty, a young Hardin Valley team falls on the road at Bearden on rivalry Thursday. Uh, the next game I had, I was a little closer to than I expected to be. Uh, again, was going to check out the Alcoa Northview Academy game via uh, our our broadcast team here on WKVL, Marty Millsaps, Heath Dunkel, uh, and and that was the plan. But then uh, I got a, a late call uh, to to kind of come into action and come into the studio uh, and help run the board. Just a uh, just a little technical difficulty, a little little scheduling conflict. Uh, but made it happen nonetheless. Alcoa quickly, as quick as I could get here to the stadium, uh, as, was as quick as they got this thing taken care of. Fifty-six to eight uh, was uh, was the the final in in the game. Uh, that eight points is the first divisional or region scoring that has happened against the Alcoa Tornadoes since twenty eighteen. I went what. They had went 39 divisional quarters without a point being scored on them. Uh, the last person to score was uh, 
was uh, Austin East uh, back in 2018, and uh, that was also uh, eight points. So it's not like anybody's put a flurry uh, on of points on the board against Alcoa as of late. But 56 to eight was the score. We were home uh, by about 9:30, and uh, and Alcoa moves to six and one. Uh, Northview Academy falls to three and four. Alcoa literally on a collision course with Dobbins Bennett to finish the season. There's not another team that will compete. Uh, with them, honestly, uh, looking at their schedule and then looking at their their opponent's records, uh, but Dobbins Bennett is a is a big time opponent uh, for them. It's the next eye on uh, on Coach Rankin and Alcoa's look of uh, of moving up the ranks of the all time winningest teams in the state. Uh, so so that will be a a, a march nonetheless uh, to get to DB. But uh, Alcoa will uh, will more than likely enter that game at a eight and one record but uh alcohol will be off next week and then i think the following week is another thursday game so uh friday night lights is escaping alcoa uh for the uh for the foreseeable future but they will be back uh on friday nights whether that is uh the db game or whether that is uh postseason play uh they'll they'll be back on friday nights but those are the two uh games from the area uh, that happened on thursday night the games for tonight so you, you you know Alcoa is uh, is off the docket because they get their game done on Thursday. But uh, some really interesting games around the area. Uh, this one not so much. Cock County at Cherokee. The one and four Fighting Cox fi- travel to Cherokee to take on Mo Buck. But uh, one and four Cock County, one and five Cherokee. Uh, you got to give it to the host team. Uh, I, I'm going to go with Cherokee uh, just because when you're when you're on the road and you're not really good. You're probably not really good on the road, so uh, I, I'm going to go with Cherokee in this one. Uh, when you look at uh, the next one, Morristown East two and two heads to Daniel Boone one and three. Another tough pick on the docket. Uh, Morristown East just won the city championship though, got to that second win after defeating Morristown West. Uh, I'm going to take that they got the shot in the arm they needed, uh, and they they take a little bit of momentum, little mo with them. Mo East takes a little mo with them. And Morristown East gets the win over Daniel Boone. Uh, Jefferson County travels to Dobbins-Bennett, uh, goes to Kingsport at an 0-6 record for the Patriots. Dobbins-Bennett stares at them with a 4-0 record on their their early season as they've had some shifts uh, due to COVID. But uh, Jefferson County going in the wrong direction. I don't think that changes this weekend. A long trek to Dobbins-Bennett will be a longer trek home as I pick Dobbins-Bennett to knock off Jefferson County. Uh, William Blunt will head to Elizabethan. Uh, L- William Blunt, 3-3 three three on the season. Elizabethan, 5-0 and oh, and the reigning for a state champion. I think the Cyclones put the spin cycle on. I think William Blunt battles, uh, as they've done all season, but I think Elizabethan uh, gets the best of this one. No, I, I hope William Blunt proves me wrong, uh, but I like the Cyclones in this matchup. Uh, watching them at Tennessee Tech and then following them early this season. Uh, they're 5-0 for a reason. Uh, they've dominated their five opponents. Sullivan Central heads to Greenville. 2-3 uh, and three Central, 3-2 three and two Greenville. I think Greenville's finally got it on track as they started 0-2 and, and won three straight at the moment. Give me the Green Devils over Sullivan Central. Uh, the next one, Farragut, 3-2, and two, heads to Science Hill, 4-1. and one. Johnson City's going to be loaded this weekend. Remember, guys, uh, wear mass social distance, but Farragut, 
three and two heads to four and one Science Hill uh, on the field of Steve Spurrier Field. Uh, I'm going to actually go with Farragut in this matchup, and it and it's not because I, I don't think they're they're extremely evenly matched. Uh, the reason I'm going this direction is because I think Farragut uh, ha- has enough pieces uh, to get the win. I just think they they didn't maybe uh, have the best execution one week ago uh, when they met up with the Rebels. Uh, Granger County uh, heads to Sullivan East. Uh, two and three is each team's record. Uh, Granger County, again, will be on the road. Sullivan East, a homestand. Uh, but I'll tell you this, the Patriots of Sullivan East will be running uh, from the Grizzlies most of the night. Give me Granger in this matchup. Uh, again, a little soft spot uh, for me for the Grizzlies. Uh, volunteer at Tennessee High, two and three volunteer heads to three and two uh, heads to the castle, to the Vikings. And uh, three and two Tennessee High, I think, will move to four and two after a victory over the Falcons of Volunteer High School. Scott County, Austin East, uh, lock up at Austin East. Uh, Scott County, three and three on the season. Austin East, 0 and six. Uh, the Roadrunners have fallen on hard times. They're maybe the Road Walkers at this point. Scott County, give me give me the Highlanders uh, to beat the Roadrunners uh, in in a uh, in, in kind of probably convincing fashion. Uh, Morristown West heads to Carter, two and two. Morristown West licking their wounds after a loss to Morristown East in the city championship. Carter boasting a four and two record. I think this is going to be a really good matchup. Uh, I'm actually going to take the Hornets. I'm going to say, give me Carter uh, because Morristown West will be uh, their mind will be in a week ago, and I think Carter will take advantage of that. Uh, probably one of the better games in within a county. Uh, Bradley Central and Cleveland Locking Horns. They're just down the road from each other. Four and one Bradley Central, three and two Cleveland. It'll be the battle of Tito Boyd and whoever is the big defensive guy for Bradley Central because that is the the motor that drives Cleveland is Tito Boyd. Heritage took them to the wire a couple weeks ago. Uh, Bradley Central coming in with just one loss on the season. I'm going to go with the Bradley Bears over Cleveland. I think the line for Cleveland is huge, uh, but I'm, I'm afraid uh, they're somewhat one-dimensional with uh, if you can stop Tito, uh, you've stopped the Blue Raiders. Uh, Anderson County will go to Eastridge, and they will win at Eastridge. Uh, they will move to five and two. Uh, Eastridge will, uh, in my opinion, fall to three and three. Pigeon Forge will hit Gatlinburg Pittman, a battle of severe county teams. Uh, three and one Pigeon Forge heads to five and one GP. Uh, I think that's going to be a battle. But when you're at GP uh, in the uh, in the the nook and cranny and the crevice that is Gatlinburg Pittman. Uh, it's hard to win uh, on their place. Give me the Highlanders of GP. Uh, Sevier County will head to Gibbs. Two and three Sevier County, two and four Gibbs. I think this is a toss-up, and when you have those, uh, give me the bigger school. Give me Sevier County uh, to, to get the win on, on the road. Knox Hall, Knox Central. Uh, again, uh, four and two Knox Halls, five and one uh, Knox Central. That game has actually been postponed. It was supposed to be played tonight. But uh, due to some Hall's issues with COVID, uh, they are going to move that to their common bye week uh, just a few weeks from now. So that game will not be played. Uh, Heritage 2-4 and four will head to McMinn County 5-0. and oh. uh, McMinn County has a, a arsenal of offensive weapons uh, that have gotten them to their 5-0 and oh record. Uh, and I think, honestly, uh, tonight, if they play a clean football game, we'll move to 6-0. and oh. I want Heritage to go and battle the way they have all season to their 2-4 and four record. But I want... 
but I have to pick uh, McMinn County in this game. They're five and zero for a reason, and uh, and like I said, I think they stay that way moving forward. Seymour zero and six head to South Doyle five and one. Two teams looking in the mirror, so I'm gonna look with the uh, I'm gonna go with the team that's looking up. Give me South Doyle Clark Duncan and the boys get to six and one as Seymour will look to fall to zero and seven. Knox West at Clinton six and zero. Knox West at zero and five Clinton. Uh, if this game is played, I know Clinton's been on a delay for some time. Uh, this will not be a good good night for the Dragons. Knox West 6-0, looking to be 7-0. Uh, Clinton just uh, honestly hosting a very good football team tonight if, if it is to get underway. Uh, Maryville, Maryville, or Maryville as I call it, 5-0. Uh, will head to Fulton High School, 2-3 on the season. A team that started 0-3. Uh, uh, but then have won their last two games. They're looking to, to not only get a third straight win, but to get the first win for a Knox County school over the Red Rebels since the year 2000. Again, Maryville coming in at a 5-0 record. Uh, a great young group of guys uh, on this Maryville roster. Uh, but again, some adversity has struck this season as each week has been a different game plan and slow starts for the Rebels that led to a really good uh, victory in the back end. Great defense, great consistency, means great wins. And Maryville, I think we'll do that again tonight. Uh, give me the Red Rebels over the Falcons of Fulton and uh, and, and possibly uh, early uh, taken care of. Uh, Oak Ridge 3-3 three and three, head to Carnes 1-4. and four. Uh, Give me Oak Ridge. They've played a tough schedule as well, so 3-3 three and three is not indicative of the quality of this football team, but it is indicative of a tough tough schedule so give me Oak Ridge over Carnes again Carnes coming off that Thursday victory uh, where their running back rushed for I think 300 and something yards and six touchdowns Loudon 6-0 will head to McMinn Central 1-4 Loudon is a tough football team uh, they will get to 7-0 after they defeat uh, the the Chargers of McMinn Central uh, a little bit of a, a note that Maryville people will be interested in Oakland will move to 7-0 after Blackman has had to cancel Tonight's game, it is a COVID win for Oakland, but a victory nonetheless. Uh, 7-0 will be Oakland after tonight, uh, and they will move on uh, for three more regular season games. Uh, Powell will host Campbell County. 6-0 Powell, 3-3 Campbell County. Powell is one of the better teams in the area, and uh, so for that reason, I go with uh, Powell. So give me give me Powell. Uh, if you look down the, the list, the rest of them are out uh, to the west of us, so I'm going to kind of leave those where they're at. Uh, Udawa 3-3 three and three, takes on Ray County. That is a Maryville region opponent. Uh, I think they go to Ray County. I think they lose to Ray County. Uh, give me Ray County at home over Udawa, over the Owls. Lenore City 1-5 will take on Walker Valley 3-2. and two. Uh, I think this is a toss-up game. Uh, I'm going to give it to Walker Valley just because they have won. They've been able to win three different ball games, and they are hosting uh, Lenore City. So give me Walker Valley. I think that's it. I think that's all the wet, the uh, the east uh, the east area uh, games, and and we'll uh, we'll go with that uh, for tonight. Uh, October the second. It's October. It's going to be chilly tonight. I'm going to have to break out the jeans or the pants or whatever I figure out to wear. Uh, tonight for Rebel Radio across the way, I'm, I'm pretty stoked. Uh, when it gets cool weather, that means we're on the back half of the regular season and gearing up for what hopes to be another big-time push for the Maryville Red Rebels. But, uh, you know, last night the game was completed. 
uh, here on WKVL. So tonight uh, there will be no football action on on this station, WKVL, but across the way uh, there will be football on WGAP. Uh, it will be Maryville at Fulton. Again, Coach Derek Hunt show will start at 6.30 p.m. sharp. Uh, right at the conclusion of that, we will kick to the Bob Ramsey for State Representative pregame show. Uh, that, that sponsorship paid by the committee to re-elect Bob Ramsey, Bob Ramsey treasurer. Uh, the, and then we will get 7.30 live game action of Maryville versus Fulton. And then uh, halftime show will be brought to you by Whitlock and Company PC. And then the Bob Ramsey postgame show uh, will follow after that. And then at the tail end, if we, if we get an opportunity, we will interview and uh, award the Rebel Radio uh, Player of the Game, brought to you by this show right here, uh, the Grind on Sports. So uh, really interesting night. Love to be on the road. Uh, I'm interested in what different uniform combination rolls out uh, this week. Uh, the last time they were at Bearden, they rolled the Stormtroopers, the White on Whites, and we'll see if that, uh, if that trend continues uh, here at Fulton. But, uh, again, Alcoa completes their 6-0, uh, their uh, or there's five and one. I'm sorry, uh, as they uh, as they defeat uh, Northview. I was like something Academy. They played Tyner Academy last week, and then they play Northview Academy this week. So uh, my apologies, but uh, they defeat Northview Academy by a score of 56 to eight. The only downside to that is the fact that they gave up their only uh, score in region play in the last two years. But 56 to eight, they moved to six and one. Uh, and they will be uh, off this week and then uh, off next week as it's their bye week, and then they'll come back uh, to play there in a couple weeks. So uh, excited for for what looks like to be another great Friday night. Again, Heritage uh, will play tonight. Uh, William Blunt and Maryville will play tonight. Uh, Alcoa is the first victory of what hopes to be uh, four for Blunt County. Last week, a Blunt County sweep as all four teams get the victory. Uh, let's hope we see that again this week. But hey, we're going to take another break today. Listen to these great sponsors. When we come back, what's on the docket for college football? What's on the docket for NFL? They've moved the Titan Steelers game out. We'll talk about it all on the flip. You're listening to The Grind, 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, and streaming at WKVL.com. We'll be back. You don't want to miss it. Are you looking to buy or sell a home in East Tennessee and want a realtor with the experience and integrity you deserve? Then call Tressa Lequire with Realty Executive Associates. The market is hot and interest rates are still the lowest they have ever been. Take advantage now by calling Tressa Lequire, 865-221-5610. That's 865-221-5610. With 10 years of experience in our local area, Tressa Lequire appreciates all Blunt County manufacturing employees and will work to get you the best deal and experience possible. Call Tressa Lequire with Realty Executive Associates, 865-221-5610. And let Tressa take your real estate dreams from the kitchen table to the closing table. Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey, and I am running for re-election to represent District 20 in the Tennessee State Legislature. It has been an honor to represent the interest of Blount County in Nashville. The history and development of our community are at the forefront of the decision 
I am asked to make in the legislature. Throughout my years of service, your calls, emails, and letters have played a large part in the decisions I have made. With your dedicated civil engagement and insight, I have continued to introduce support and pass legislation you have asked for resulting in growth and progress. There is still much to be done, especially in these unprecedented times before us. Proven leadership and know-how is imperative as we address the difficult issues that lay ahead. When I say your choice for your voice, that means I will continue to fight for your choices. I have yet to waver in my commitment to speak for all of Blount County the best way I know how. I thank you and appreciate your support as we continue to move Blount County forward. I'm Bob Ramsey and I approve this message. Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming, but Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. El Himidor Mexican Grill, authentic Mexican food in Maryville, Tennessee for the past 15 years. Open Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m., Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. El Himidor offers Monday through Friday lunch specials with their 15 minutes or free guarantee. Call your order in at 865-681-6040 and delivery is available. You'll enjoy a comfortable environment while gathering with family and friends at El Himidor Mexican Grill, located at 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville, Tennessee. El Himidor Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports. Not satisfied with your current pest control service or looking to get that process started? Call Heath Barberry at Common Sense Pest Control, providing outstanding protection of your health and property while delivering exceptional customer service right here in Blount County. Available services include general pest, mosquito, and rodent control, as well as termite protection and much, much more. For personalized service, call Heath Barberry at 865-389-7412 or email info at commonsensepc.com. Again, phone number is 865-389-7412. Also, find them on Facebook at Common Sense Pest Control. And remember, if you want bugs dead, you've got to use Common Sense. Have you heard about or seen the Grind's brand new user-friendly website? If the answer is no, I think you're kind of missing out. Our brand new website has ways to hook into the Grind from social media with links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud so you can grind it out with us on social media but if you say i don't like social media but i like podcasts we've got those too you can download the grind podcast on apple podcast and google play music directly from the website it's a one-stop shop for everything the grind check us out online thegrindonsports.com that's thegrindonsports.com got something you're grinding on 
Give us a call at 865-983-4310. Now back to the grind with host Wayne Kaiser. 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports. And welcome back inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser, and you're listening to the Friday edition of The Grind. Of The Grind. Of The Grind. Uh, Pick day edition as we uh, grind through uh, all the games that are going to be played this weekend. Uh, Again, have made it through NBA, Major League Baseball, uh, high school football, and then now we'll step to the college ranks as there are two games tonight. Whether anybody in this area will be interested, I'm not sure. But uh, I will tell you, Campbell, the Campbell Camels uh, will be taking on Wake Forest. Uh, Wake Forest 0-2 will probably change that tonight as Campbell comes to them at 0-3. The game will be played in Winston-Salem, and uh, I, I feel like the uh, uh, there will be a changing of a losing record uh, tonight as Wake Forest probably will take care of business against a non-conference opponent. Louisiana Tech will travel to BYU. They will play in Provo, Utah. Uh, Zach Wilson, the, the the quarterback for BYU, has went pretty well uh, this early in the season, 36 of 46, 624 yards and four touchdowns. They're not a heavy throw team, uh, but they do what they have to do. And uh, again, Gunner Romney, tell me that's not a uh, that's not a, a football name. Gunner Romney. Uh, well, it's either that or a politician's name. But nine catches, 272, and a touchdown. So number 22 ranked BYU. Um, they are two and zero, and Louisiana Tech is two and zero. BYU is favored by 24 in this matchup, over and under nearly 60. So, again, at kickoff, that is expected to be 37 degrees. Uh, so, cold will be a factor. Uh, but if that's uh, if you're the home team, that should play pretty well for you. Give me BYU. Uh, I'm not sure that they, they beat them by 24, uh, but at the same rate, uh, I have uh, been let down before. Uh, but on the Saturday docket, Tennessee and Missouri is a noon kickoff. Uh, we'll talk about that in just a minute. Tennessee, the the actual the line has grown uh, over the weekend. They opened as a 10-point favorite. As it sits right now, uh, a 12-point favorite. But we'll talk about that shortly. Uh, South Carolina, after the week one loss to Tennessee, uh, they will travel to Gainesville to take on the number three-ranked team in the country, uh, the Florida Gators, who sit at 1-0. and uh, and in Ben Hill Griffin Stadium in Gainesville, the Gators are favored by 17 and a half. Uh, they expect a 79 degree kickoff. Kyle Trask in one week has been 30 of 42, 416, um, 416 yards, six touchdowns. Uh, Kyle Pitts eight catches, 170 yards, and four touchdowns. So that's a connection to watch there Saturday at a noon kick. But uh, honestly, uh, I see this as an opportunity for South Carolina to be uh, on the ropes early in, in a 2020 season. I think Florida gets to 2-0, and and I think South Carolina goes the other direction. I think they go to 0-2. Uh, I'm not sure that they cover the 17-and-a-half. Uh, 57-and-a-half is the over and under. Uh, but honestly, uh, I, don't, I think Florida is going to have to stop Florida in week number one against Tennessee. Uh, I don't know of one time that South Carolina legitimately stopped Tennessee. We either made a bad throw, made a bad read, 
or or you know I it, I didn't see a lot of disguised blitzes. I didn't see a lot of reasons why South Carolina defensively was going to slow a whole lot of SEC teams down. So uh, give me the Gators in this one uh, over South Carolina. Number nine Texas will host TCU. The Horn Frogs will travel to Austin, and the line for this is Longhorns by twelve over and under sixty three. So looking to to score some points and maybe not a ton of defense. Uh, seems about par for the course for the Big 12. TCU lost in week number one. They are 0-1 heading into this matchup. Texas 2-0, but Texas Tech scared the daylights out of the Longhorn. Sam Ellinger, 52 of 73 on the season, 688 yards, 10 touchdowns in just two games. Uh, Keontae Ingram, 21 carries, 133 yards, and Joshua Moore, 11 catches, 200 yards, four touchdowns. So efficient at both of those skill positions is are the Longhorns, and I'm going to take them over TCU, uh, probably to cover. Honestly, TCU looked uh, looked like they're not in that that uh, that rung of of uh, Gary Patterson getting these guys back. Uh, I think this is one of their more down years. So give me the Longhorns uh, to beat the Horn Frogs. Pitt will host NC State. Pitt is favored by 14. Uh, it looks like Kenny. Kenny Pickett uh, will be the reason why they're that way. 62 of 94. He's thrown the ball 94 times in two games. 712 yards passing, five touchdowns. So Kenny Pitts will throw it up. They're 3-0. and NC State's 1-1. and Give me Pittsburgh. I don't know that they cover, but give me them to win. Give me them to win. Um, a couple of non-conference games. East Carolina versus Georgia State. Always got to pick Georgia State now. They're favored by one and a half, so why not? Arkansas State at Coastal Carolina. Arkansas State would rather be at Coastal Carolina. It's it's uh, right there at Myrtle Beach. Arkansas State favored by three and a half. Uh, they're one and one. Coastal Carolina's two and zero. Oh. I think you go to somebody's place. It's hard to beat them, and with that turquoise turf. It's going to be hard to look at them. So uh, give me Coastal Carolina in this one uh, to win. Uh, Baylor at West Virginia. Uh, West Virginia, uh, the Big 12 is such that anybody that has to either go to West Virginia or when West Virginia travels, it's a big-time disadvantage for either side because it's such a long long travel. Uh, Baylor will head all the way to West Virginia. Baylor 1-0 on the season, West Virginia 1-1. Um, really, their 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 loss was to Oklahoma State, and it was not a, a bad loss. There was some battling that was had there, but uh, I think they've got some something to show uh, the Baylor Bears. The line reflects that Baylor on the road by two and a half, so it's not they're they're not the odds on favorite. Uh, but I think West Virginia's quarterback uh, is thrown more than most thirty nine of sixty two. 513 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, Letty Brown, 36 carries, 227 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, And Winston Wright Jr. for the Mountaineers, nine catches, 158, and a touchdown. I'm going to actually go with the Mountaineers. Uh, I'm going to go with West Virginia in this one. I think if you look at it, uh, they're at home. Uh, They they like opening that thing up. And uh, give me the Mountaineers over the Bears of Baylor. Uh, Moving on down, number 13, Texas A&M travels to number two, Alabama. Uh, both teams are one and one and in conference play. Is that's uh, those two categories are synonymous here in 2020. Alabama favored by 17 and a half at home. Uh, Mac Jones for Alabama quarterback, 18 of 24, 249 and two touchdowns. Isaiah Spiller, however, for the Aggies, eight carries, 
117 yards in one game. And then Jalen Waddell, uh, probably one of the more dynamic wide receivers in this upcoming draft class. Jalen Waddell, eight catches, 134, and two touchdowns. Uh, a guy that uh, Najee Harris was not mentioned in that stat line, but uh, he is a dynamic piece uh, to the Alabama offense. To me, give me Alabama. You pick Alabama till you can't. And honestly, you could pick them every single week with no thought process, and you'll win more than you lose. So give me the tide over the Aggies. Uh, Texas A&M will balance their schedule at 1-1. One and one. Uh, North Carolina will take on Boston College at Boston College in Chestnut Hill, Mass. Uh, Phil Jerkovec, uh, who is the quarterback for Boston College, if you were wondering, uh, 43 of 61, 510 yards and three touchdowns. And Zay Flowers, seven catches, 182 and a touchdown, is the leading receiver in this matchup. North Carolina's favored by 14. Give me the Tar Heels. I think Mac Brown has something to show. I think Boston College is a little limited. Uh, give me, uh, give me the Tar Heels to go on the road and get a big victory. Boston College will suffer defeat for the first time this season. Oklahoma State at Kansas. Oklahoma State by twenty-two and a half. I don't know if that holds them. Give me Okie State over Kansas uh, again. Les Miles finds out just that he is in Kansas again. Uh, Memphis at SMU. Memphis is favored by two and a half. SMU is undefeated at three and zero. I'm going to go with the Mustangs. Give me the Mustangs over the Tigers. Uh, I don't know why. I just feel like SMU is a better option here. Memphis only one game of experience. SMU's put together three straight victories. Texas Tech, K-State. K-State coming off that fresh victory for the second consecutive year over Oklahoma. Uh, Two-and-a-half point favorite is K-State. Texas Tech, I think, emptied the bucket against Texas and came up short. Give me K-State to get it done in Manhattan. Uh, Virginia Tech takes on Duke. Virginia Tech favored by 12-and-a-half over the Dukies. Uh, Duke is 0-3. Virginia Tech is 1-0. Give me Tech. I don't know that they cover, but I like the Hokies to win. Ole Miss at Kentucky, probably one of the more dynamic games of of the the weekend. I like this matchup. Two 0-1 teams uh, that that showed a little bit of life in their matchup uh, with their previous opponent. Uh, Again, Kentucky defeated by Auburn. Uh, Ole Miss uh, defeated uh, by, uh, who did they play? Florida. Florida, uh, a really close matchup that Ole Miss uh, threw the kitchen sink at them early, and then Florida's defense just took care of the rest in the second half. Kentucky at home is favored by six, so they feel like they get a little more love than just the home field advantage. It is played in Lexington, uh, but I think Matt Coral, he has a day, uh, has a lot of good good uh, rushes uh, on the day. He's not a real big thrower, but I think his dynamic dual-thread ability um, – will will play a part in this. Uh, and then I think Elijah Moore, uh, he's got 10 catches, 227 yards. It doesn't take long to realize he's near 23 yards per catch on the season. So uh, when you're averaging two first downs every catch, it's hard to pick against you. Get, give me Ole Miss to go into the Bluegrass State and take one away from the Wildcats. Uh, I, I think – I think that the prolific offense will not go away. Can they stop anybody? I think that's the question. But nonetheless, um, nonetheless, that's that's what's going to happen. Uh, Florida State and Jacksonville State. 
I'm I'm interested in whether uh, I believe that's where Deion Sanders is now the head coach. Uh, so that's an interesting uh, spin there. It's a 4 p.m. start on Saturday. Uh, Florida State 0 and 2 on the season, licking their wounds. Jacksonville State. This will be their first game. Uh, I think Florida State gets the first victory though of their season. Uh, Western Kentucky at Middle Tennessee. An uh, 0 2 Western Kentucky. 0 and 3 Middle Tennessee. Western Kentucky by seven. Sure. Let's get let's go with the Hilltoppers. Auburn at Georgia, the oldest rivalry in the South. Number seven, Auburn at number four, Georgia. Georgia is favored by six and a half in this one. Uh, both teams uh, with resounding victories in week one, but both with slow starts in week number one. I, I think uh, I, I think the bulletin board material sits on the Auburn side of things. I'm going to go with Auburn to go into Athens uh, and get a victory. Bo Nix has had a pretty good start. Uh, Zamir White's good for the dogs, so I think it's a it's a toss up, it's a battle. Uh, but give me War Eagle uh, in this matchup. Arkansas at Mississippi State. Mississippi State jumps into the ranks uh, of the uh, the top twenty five at sixteen after knocking off LSU, the defending national champion, and then they open Starkville uh, at one and zero, hosting a Razorback team that gave Georgia all kinds of problems in the early goings of their Week One matchup. I'm going to go with Mississippi State. They're favored by 17 and a half. And if K.J. Costello throws for half the yards he did a week ago, it'll be a, a dynamic performance uh, for the, the transfer to Mississippi State. Oklahoma, number 18 in the country, coming off of a loss to K-State, will head to Ames, Iowa to take on Iowa State. Uh, they also sit at 1-0. Oklahoma and Spencer Rattler favored by seven on the road. Give me Oklahoma. They, uh, they will play mad from here on out. LSU gets to uh, to avenge their week one loss to Mississippi State as they head to Nashville to take on Vanderbilt. Uh, Vanderbilt has not talked much about football, but they do have a new helmet. And I guess when that's a that's a headline in your city, um, that speaks to what you're putting on the field. Two 0-1 teams, LSU and Vandy, but LSU favored by three scores, favored by 21, and I'm not sure that holds it coming off of a week one Loss number one, Clemson will host Virginia uh, on the nightcap at Memorial Stadium in Clemson. Clemson's favored by twenty-eight and a half, and I think Bronco Mendenhall will warm the bus at halftime. That's really uh, the games to be talked about this week. Uh, you, you know, with five minutes to go, we're just going to stay right here. Tennessee's matchup with Missouri. Uh, I, I'll scroll back to the top and talk a little bit about it. Uh, I think there's a lot to be had in this matchup. You you can look at it and you can say Tennessee is is a, is a much better football team. You know they've got a seven game win streak. They've got all these pieces. They do all these things. But I'll tell you this: Missouri, uh, for a little bit of this football game, gave Alabama fits a week ago. Elijah Drinkwitz. Uh, now, granted, he had all uh, since the schedule was laid down. He had a lot of time to to scheme for Alabama. But it's still Alabama. Scheming for them is, uh, uh, I don't know, it'd be like me trying to race Usain Bolt. I, you could give me a lifetime, and I'm still not going to beat him. You know what I'm saying? So for them to, to battle the way they did, uh, I think really, really kind of plays, uh, gives them a little credence uh, to, to get ready for the volunteers. Also, I think uh, what we saw in South Carolina was a very immobile quarterback in, in, uh, in, in, in Hill for South Carolina. So that allowed us to kind of pin our ears back and come after him, kind of corral him in, and then was able to, to sack him and, of course, uh, cause some problems with that offense, put him in, in, in second and third and long. That's not going to be the case 
uh, here against uh, against Missouri. Robinson for Missouri is a lot more uh, of a of a mobile guy. We're going to have to to kind of I guess have a little bit more as they call it eye discipline. We're going to have to have a lot more uh, of the uh, of the the dual threat understanding there. But they also got Larry Roundtree the third. Uh, he is a bowling ball. Uh, he's he's given us problems the last few years. Last year, uh, getting over the hump and actually defeating uh, Missouri was a big win uh, for this football team and really kind of sparked the start of that spin uh, that has been seven straight victories. But I, I look at Tennessee, and, and you know, I think Jeremy Pruitt. Uh, you know, if he if he is truly coaching the way he talked on Monday, then we're going to be fine. All these games are losses until we prove that we can win them. Uh, I think you've got to keep that mantra, especially in a shortened season to where you don't know if you're going to see the next week. So you got to put your best foot forward each and every week. Uh, Josh Palmer showed some poise uh, last week. I thought he, Brandon Johnson, and then Valus Jones, all just dynamic players at the wide receiver position like where we're sitting right there. I thought uh, Ty Chandler, Eric Gray was a thunder-lightning combo that I was hoping for, and they delivered. I think the offensive line got a shot in the arm there uh, Wednesday afternoon as uh, as Cade Mays is cleared to play. Uh, so that, that strength uh, that we felt like opened up some really nice holes for a nice running uh, attack there against South Carolina just added a five-star in Cade Mays. He will see the field and will play uh, at noon against the Missouri Tigers, cleared this week from the Southeastern Conference. So uh, I, I think that the lone piece that I'm, I'm interested in, the two dynamics uh, that I'm watching against Missouri, is can JG realize that all our receivers aren't nine foot tall? Can he get the, the ball down? Can he make good decisions the way he did against South Carolina? I think all his decisions I liked, uh, it's just a matter of accuracy and getting it to the guy you're trying to throw it to. Uh, and then can Eric Gray, Ty Chandler, uh, really salt some things away with their legs and, and run hard uh, for Tennessee uh, and, and really kind of separate this thing early? If you look at the ESPN uh, Power Index, uh, Tennessee has a 65.4% chance to win. I like those odds, but here's what I'm saying. Uh, Tennessee, um, what Missouri saw in week one in a loss uh, was not what Tennessee saw in week one in a win. So uh, just because it's 0-1 and 1-0, that's not a mirror difference. Uh, these are two battling football teams. Elijah Drinkwitz is going to bring uh, his flair to this rivalry, first time seeing Tennessee and uh, and us our first time seeing him. So a little bit of a chess match with he and Jeremy Pruitt and staff. Uh, Derek Ansley is actually the D.C., but uh, I like Tennessee. I like Tennessee pretty good. I think it's going to be within the 12-point line that we're seeing right now. I'm going Tennessee 30, uh, Missouri 23. I think they're going to be able to blast out a couple scores uh, and then potentially let uh, let the kicker leg uh, put a few extra points on there. But I think Tennessee gets the win. I think they are in control most of the game. Uh, but I think uh, Missouri's always going to be one possession away from, uh, from making it very very interesting but you know um that's why we play them that's why uh we uh we open our stadium uh to host the missouri tigers i always like tennessee's chances when we're at home it's elijah Drinkwitz's first uh first game on the road so you know what anything can happen and you know what i say when anything can happen let's go vols you know what let's let's pick vols to win i like them by seven but if they cover I won't be mad. I'll probably be a lot more happy by about 4 o'clock on Saturday. But, hey, 
Uh, that's the end of the show. It's going to be a great weekend. A lot of sports to be had. But if you're on your way to work or on your way home, take care, be safe, and yes, grind on.